Just experienced the Canadian wildfires, the poisoned air. We're all recovering. Hope you're having a great day. We are. We are so excited to record. We've been prepping and priming and a lot of notes to set. Lots of notes, which is ironic because there's not a lot to choose from. That might be why there's a lot of notes. We have a lot of notes for this year in cinema. Because, babe, where where's the quality? Okay, I know I've said this before, but like, I felt like it really hit home with 2003. The theme is like, is everyone okay? <laughs> Because I think the answer is no. The answer was unequivocally no. Okay, so the year is 2003. Yes. Picture this. It's 2003. What's going on? The The war is on. Raging, really. We are in a world at war, a nation at war. And the, I feel like it shows. Picture this. February 29th, 2004. Celebrating the films of the year 2003. This is the 76th Academy Awards, taking place at the one and only Kodak Theatre. Billy Crystal is hosting for the eighth time. The ceremony takes a bit of a slight uptick. 26% increase of viewership from last year. 43.56 million. Which is interesting because it's truly one of the most boring (laughs) boring, uh, ceremonies. Talk about (laughs) monoculture. I don't I wouldn't call it boring. It's Billy Crystal. It's not, but just in terms of like winners, it's the least amount of variation we've ever seen. It's the most boring year for movies. Yeah. The ceremony but the Samari- ceremony itself is not boring, I shouldn't say that. Goes for Wait, th- but are there any more cu- 2003 cultural paint a picture? Gregory Peck dies. Perpetrator of the 1996 Olympic bombing is captured. <laughs> Whoa, really? Martha Stewart is indicted. Oh my god, huge. Arnold Schwarzenegger is sworn in as governor of California. MySpace launches <gasps> August 1st. Wow, a picture is being painted. Catherine Hepburn dies. There is a hurricane in North Carolina's Outer Banks. Shout out to your OBX. favorite show. So what do we got for 2003? 2003, we see a continuing of the sequel trend, I would say. We're getting deeper into franchises. We've got Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, the the third in the trilogy. It's the biggest film of the year. It wins every single category it's nominated for. Talk about monoculture. But it's like every category, if if Lord of the Rings is nominated, it's like, okay, well, we got nothing else. We got nothing else. But okay, I will say that's like not true. Ooh. Like, yeah, there. it's a pretty rough year for movies and it's like slim pickings. But there's a better 
option in every single category than the third Lord of the Rings. Because you know why? It's the worst of the three. Listen, we'll get into that. I, like, when? (laughs) (laughs) This is the moment. This was also a huge year for uh, documentaries. We had Spellbound, Fog of War, Capturing the Freedmen's. Which is maybe the most upsetting movie I've ever seen. Okay, 2003 may be a lacking year, but it was a huge year for Mary. Oh, huge year for Mary. 2003 is one for the ages in terms of like kids movies. Get a load of this. I Okay, so 2003, I was nine. Huge. Okay. Bend It Like Beckham. One of the biggest year- movies of my childhood. What a Girl Wants. Holes, also one of the biggest movies of my childhood. Lizzie McGuire movie. Sing to me, Paolo. Whale Rider. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Pirates of the Caribbean. Freaky Friday. Uptown Girls. School of Rock. Cheaper by the Dozen. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. This was a huge year for me. This year, wow. I was the perfect age for most of those movies. <laughs> Not all. <laughs> Not all. How yeah. to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is like famously for nine-year-olds, right? <laughs> but like huge uptick in movies for the like mid-90s set, I would say. A huge year for me in terms of like Sundance Okay. Kooky weird movie as a 14 year old. Yeah. We had like, do you ever see Melvin Goes to Dinner? It was directed by Bob Odenkirk, made $4,000 at the box office. No. Stars flow pro- from Progressive. What? <laughs> That's insane. Raising Victor Vargas. Did you ever see that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Loved that. That was huge for me. Sweaty, horny teens. Melanie Diaz. Adorable. Mm-hmm. I, that's like the one movie my mom has ever like walked in and, and see me watching and been like, what's going on? Because it was like a little maybe too sweaty and horny because it's like summer in New York. Ooh, so that, everyone's it's like wearing... automatically going to be sweaty and yeah. horny. And then, of course, the moment that changed my life forever, Sofia Coppola winning best original screenplay. Absolutely. Absolutely. School of Rock and Elf. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Oh, I should also put Love Actually in there. That's also in the category of huge movies for me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I did see it like when it came out on DVD and was like, this is the funniest. Like, I felt very adult mm-hmm. watching it. Goodbye, Lennon. Did you ever see that? And of course, Jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Never seen her. So, we watched the ceremony on YouTube. We have to once again sing the praises of our one true lord, Anna Loves Movies, Anna loves on movies. YouTube. Anna, if you're listening to this, we, we worship you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for your service. So, okay. this ceremony opens, with, first of all, three hours, 45 minutes. Billy Crystal will do blackface at some point tonight. <laughs> Sean Connery opens the ceremony with a big spiel about the magic of going to the movies and then we have a classic montage of cinema which always always gets it's me. A, it's a must basically billy crystal does the tropic thunder montage of like this was a huge okay. year for tropic thunder that is, that is the thesis statement of 2003 
Okay, so you know in Tro- <laughs> for those who are not connecting these dots, you know in Tropic Thunder where they play like the trailers at yeah. the beginning of like r- the ridiculous movies. Yes. Those the- are all 2003 movies. Yeah. Ben Stiller was taking notes. notes and taking names. Every single like quote-unquote Oscar movie from this year is a Tropic Thunder movie. We've got Cold Mountain. Sea Biscuit. We've got Sea Biscuit. We've got Mystic River. We've got, I don't know what else, but those are like the three that really, oh, 21 Grams. We've got these movies that are so far from like nuanced. I think the the biggest one of that is the Sea Biscuit trailer. Yeah. Perfect example of a Tropic Thunder movie. You couldn't tell me that the trailer for C- the official trailer for Sea Biscuit is not an SNL sketch. Yeah. It's like Toby Maguire, first of all, as a jockey, I'm screaming. Jeff Bridges crying with a dead child in his arms. arms. Yeah. Wailing. And then it cuts to like Elizabeth Banks being like, Wow, you can race a horse. Like Yeah, trying to be do prestige. So we have the Billy Crystal thing where he puts himself in the movies of the year. Right. Which I always love. Yeah. Including when he plays Gollum and makes a Weinstein joke. There's a lot of... Again, everyone's known this whole time. So there's a lot of same-sex marriage becoming legal in Massachusetts jokes. Yeah. So that's like a new thing. There's also a joke uh, at Clint Eastwood's expense. Yes. About Sandra Locke. Which is pretty interesting. If you don't know that story, Google it. Give that a nice Google. Clint Eastwood is a piece of shit is basically the moral of the story. Is the moral of every story. I had a lot of gasp moments during this ceremony. The moment I saw Yun Jude Law, I was truly taken aback by this man's beauty. (laughs) One of the great faces of cinema. I'm so sorry. It is the best thing about Cold Mountain. Because there's not much else that's great about Cold Mountain. (laughs) I also had a great gasp moment when Catherine Zeta-Jones walked out. This woman is looking absolutely gorgeous. She looks so... Academy Award winner Catherine Zeta-Jones. I have written down Catherine three exclamation points. Yeah, I I said CZJ true gasp. Now the title coming up on the 75th... Okay, yeah, you nailed that. These are... Uh, from a Pantene Pro V. It commercial. literally had the like gel capsules. Gel ca- like gold, but like gold globs. Gold in, globs. In like a milky conditioner. And it like <laughs> made me want to go wash my face, <laughs> wash my hair. Tim Robbins has a spiky hair situation. What we get from here is that he should play Whitmer Thomas's dad. Absolutely. I want that on the record. On the fucking record. Okay, as we were watching the ceremony, I had the... (laughs) I know this is not a hot take, but it truly took me aback for a second. But I realized that Ian McCallum is Gandalf and Magneto. That's huge! You you might as well add Dumbledore to that. Like, it's crazy that he didn't play Dumbledore. You know? Okay, whoa. Okay, there were some wild moments during this ceremony. The main one being when Renee Zellweger inexplicably wins for Cold Mountain. She talks about Tom Cruise in her speech. And this is like pretty fresh (laughs) off of Tom's divorce from Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman is in Cold Mountain with Renee. And they, whoever edited or who was like camera operator for this ceremony 
they cut to Nicole. Someone screamed cut to Nikki Kidman. Yeah, cut to Nikki, cut to Nikki. While Renee is talking about something Tom Cruise taught her. And thanking Tom Cruise in her Oscar speech for a movie in which Tom Cruise was not in. Not in. But, and Nicole Kidman just is acting her fucking ass off. Give her an Oscar for that. Yeah, truly. Like, smiling through the pain. If there was social media at the time, it would have gone quote unquote viral. Okay, but sidebar on Renee never looked better. Okay, two thousand three. After a couple of really stinky years for for dresses, had some great moments, and Renee looked gorgeous. Her dress has been lost to history. She should not have won, but that's (laughs) beside the point at the moment. Okay, nothing is more insane. The Nicolas Cage presenting at the Oscars. Yeah. I feel like it's getting too close to, like, exploding the artifice, if that makes any sense. Like, the veil is almost lifted. We are piercing the veil. Because he's so excited to be there because he's such a fucking nerd. I fucking love this man. The joy on his face is so... He, like, can't read the teleprompter. He's too excited. He's... One of our greatest. Okay, we were talking about Tropic Thunder fake trailers before, but this is the ceremony that is like, okay, this is an SNL sketch. So the clips that they play for Best Supporting Actress are a sketch. Yeah. Because it's all like, my baby! Yeah. (laughs) Or it's like... (laughs) What is the Renee? What is the Renee Oh my God, the Renee one is like, they made the weather, and then they tell you the weather don't exist. And then my daddy, he ain't give me an ounce of kindness, but he go for four miles for a beer. It's just like, and she's like crying. <laughs> I ain't never known kindness. Like, yeah, it's like, they're mad. It's There's rain, and then it's raining. <laughs> it's like, it's so nonsensical. It's like they made the weather and then the weather and then it rained and then I don't know it's weather. It's like <laughs> and the Oscar goes to, and then it cuts to Renee like Zellweger. <laughs> and then it's like Marcia Gay Harden in Mystic River and she's like my daughter. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it is the it is like the most that year. The it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's really a lot. I will say this was the ceremony where I had the realization that, like, the majority of the Oscars is just, like, going to people we didn't know existed. Like, very short white men who, like, (laughs) like, the majority of categories. Oh, do you mean, like, the technical categories? Well, yeah, but also, like, just watching the ceremony, we're really just, like, feasting on four categories. You had a great quote during while we were watching the ceremony. Where is it? Oh, yeah. We come to this place for magic and we get four middle-aged nerds we've never heard of. <laughs> Don't remember saying that. But it's I, brilliant. That, that is the majority of the Oscars, if you think about it. <laughs> but this year it's cute because they're all New Zealanders. Yeah, this year I, I don't mind. But We've it, got to like the incomparable Peter Jackson. <laughs> you nailed that. <laughs> then Nick Cage comes out and is like, about to fucking. Do you guys like movies? <laughs> I do. That's so 
totally the energy of Nick Cage yeah. presenting. Um, also, shout out again to Anna Loves Movies because she included some commercials. Yes, we love when she does that. And it reminded me that Martin Scorsese used to do Amex commercials. Yes. Loved that as a kid. That was a, th- a nice throwback. What else? Toby is the worst. I didn't even write his name down. And then Prison for Adrian Brody. I, I don't even want to disrespect the best actress category with bringing it up when we talk about it. Just to say, how dare he take up the space by making a joke about his assault of Halle Berry? Remember how before he announced the winner, he put on chapstick? Ugh, rancid. Rancid, truly. Um, and then we get Ben and Owen, some of my, two of my favorite. But then we also get Jack Black and Will Ferrell. Now, that is iconic. Yeah. I truly feel that shorts are not, should not be categories in the Oscars. They are not meant to be a part of the Oscars. Because okay. it's about the industry. And there is no industry for short, short films. films. are just like, here's what I can do. Can I make a big movie, please? Yeah, they're, they're resumes. They're assignments. Okay, you know what should be at the Oscars all the time? Liv Tyler presenting in her reading glasses. This woman I is cannot. so fucking beautiful. And her sweet little baby angel voice. She is an Alvin princess. I love her so much. She's presenting um, two songs. She fucking nailed that, by the way. Jennifer Ghana has a twinkle in her eye. Okay, she presented the technical award. Yep. So then, so she she was that. She was that girly. They always are like, I had the distinct privilege. I love her. The honorary Oscar goes to Mrs. Julie Andrews. Blake Edwards. This man is a comedic genius. They play like a package of clips of his movies, like Pink Panther, whatever. But he, they also played a clip of Day of Wine and Roses. And I want it on the record that my suggestion is a remake with Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. Whoa. You nailed that. Okay. And then also Blake Edwards makes an entrance. It's that we had to pause. Yeah. Because we were crying. Yeah. He's like 95. Yeah. He literally goes zooming across the stage into a wall and breaks through a wall and then comes out. It's... And Julie Andrews is in the crowd looking gorgeous as always, being like, that's my husband. That's my guy. Okay, we got to get going. Let's get going. Diane Lane! We didn't talk about her last week for some inexplicable reason. But last year, she was nominated for Unfaithful, which is... An incredible... It's an incredible movie. Maybe I should have had her instead of Isabel Fair. <laughs> She's so sultry. You know what? Actually, I do take it back. I'm going to get rid of Isabel Huppert for the piano teacher and put in Diane Lane for Unfaithful because I love that movie and it's mostly because of her. Her eye work, her eyebrow work in that movie... Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle plays her dumbass son. Who's <laughs> so annoying. He sucks. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is just trying to fuck, and he comes in and he's like, Mom! <laughs> um, I've also got written here Mickey Rooney in the audience looking like a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a chicken nugget. 
chicken nugget. I mean, he must be. He's 102. Yeah. And he's like, he's not even on an aisle. He's like in the middle. And he's like far back. So his little grimace head is like popping up because he's obviously on a booster seat. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we do have to get into the categories. Best Supporting Actor. The nominees were... Alec Baldwin for The Cooler. Which I did watch, and Alec Baldwin punches a pregnant woman. (laughs) And I looked up the IMDb trivia, as is my favorite thing to do. And it said that he was hired. He was cast in this role because the director believed that he would punch a pregnant woman. Wild. Benicio Del Toro for 21 Grams. Jimon Honsu for In America. Ken Watanabe for The Last Samurai, and winning is Tim Robbins in Mystic River. So I saw Mystic River when it came out again. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> I did not rewatch, but yeah. Mary, you watched. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> the whole, I was just like, what? That was my experience of that movie. I did hear you screaming from the other room. Wait, what? Yeah, a lot. I read that the trend of actors turned directors are really get a lot of Oscar love. Yeah. Which I think is, I've never noticed that, but yes. I think that makes sense. Clint also did the score for this movie. And let me tell you, he shouldn't have. It is so overbearing and melodramatic. He sees John Carpenter. Mystic River is so upsetting and so overwrought that it becomes camp, where there is no shaping a a performance in a Clint Eastwood movie because they (laughs) do one take. Do they really? Yeah, he does like two takes. Okay, interesting. Famously. He's like a I want to be home for supper kind of guy. Wait, what'd you say? No, I'm laughing at I want to be home for <laughs> Well, who did you have, Mary? Okay, so this is a year, story of my life, of slim pickings for most categories, including Best Supporting Actor. I have four written down. I have five. Two are a stretch. <laughs> Three are a stretch. I have a very clear winner. Five are a stretch. <laughs> I have a clear winner for me. Okay. But, um, so I'm going to keep Tim Robbins. Uh, I'm going to keep Ken Watanabe. I'm going to add Keanu Reeves. Something's got to give. That should have been part of my my list of of huge movies for me that year because it is probably the biggest one of this year. He is the perfect supporting male Mm -hmm. and I love him. That's all I'm going to say. My clear winner... Is Fred Willard in A Mighty Wind? <laughs> this is one of the funniest performances I've ever seen in my life. This is a tour de force comedic performance. He's my choice. It was absolutely delightful. I love that. But I don't have a fifth. So I didn't jump in there when you were speaking about Keanu because I also had Keanu. For something's gotta give? Yeah. Okay. Because talk about. The female gaze. Absolutely. That's the way <laughs> to say it. Keanu Reeves is the female gaze. He is. First of all. Yeah. Him calling her and being like, okay, I waited three days to call, which is reasonable. I've booked us a restaurant. Be here at eight. Yeah. And I'm into you, bitch. He's like, here's what's up. You're hot as hell. Yeah. I'm into you. 
I love how creative and accomplished you are yeah. as a woman. Yeah. I'm not intimidated. It I is, love your writing. Yeah, it is the fantasy. And he embodies it perfectly because he himself is correct. Yeah. The female gaze. He's tender and... Uh, and ho- horny. He's fucking horny. horny for her. I... Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you Distressing is that... Diane Keaton is like not even 60 in this movie. I just want to point that out. That is wild. Yeah. I can't actually go there. It's like, like as a child, I for sure thought that was not the case. I until a year ago was like, yeah, they're 72. No, I also kept Ken Watanabe from last Samurai. I threw in Kevin Bacon, AKA Kevin Bacon for in the cut. Okay. Cause he fucking scared the shit out of me. That's actually a great one. I was thinking maybe Mark Ruffalo, but you're right. It like, in a very few scenes, he embodied everything I hate about men. Or so everything scary. that scares me about Yes, yeah. exactly. That's a great one. I'm going to add like that too. You pan to the left and he's looking at you through the window. I wished I was dead. It yeah. was so scary. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw in Cliff Curtis from Whale Rider. And Steve Carell and Bruce Almighty. Because what the hell else are we doing? So that's me. Wait, but who did you have winning? I want Cliff Curtis to take it because I feel like best supporting actor is the conflicted dad category. For sure. Especially lately. Yeah. And Cliff Curtis is just an icon. So that may, that's, I, hey, I get that. Okay. Best supporting actress, Renee Zellweger's Constellation Prize after last year's Chicago. Last year's Chicago. She's been nominated like three years in a row or something. So Renee Zellweger wins for Cold Mountain. Shorey Agdash Deshlu, I'm so sorry, um, is nominated for House of Sand and Fog. Patricia Clarkson for P- Pieces of April. Marcia Gay Harden for Mystic River, and Holly Hunter for Thirteen. Did you watch Thirteen? No. Yeah, it, I saw it <laughs> at age thirteen, and it's a huge movie for our friend D and. Hi, Delaney. But, uh, hi, D. Um, but I was the kind of kid that was, like, really scared of that. Like, that movie scared the be. shit out of me when I was 13. Maybe it's because I saw it at that age and was like, oh, whoa! <laughs> yeah. That I was like, this is a cautionary tale. Right. I mean, I think it is. It must be. I hope so. Hell so, is a teenage girl. Hell is, is a the teenage thesis girl. Of it's film. so scary. Okay, wh- who, what do you have here? I kept Holly Hunter, kept Sheree from House of Sand and Fog. Do you know the story of this movie? There's This is also a big year for movies that I knew existed but never knew the plot. For sure. <laughs> Does okay, that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know all these movie posters in my head. Yes. Or like DVD covers. Like our dictionary. Encyclopedic uh, knowledge. Encyclopedic knowledge. But it's like, oh, wait, what? I threw in Zoe Deschanel from the film All the Real Girls. Oh, you had her in supporting. I had her in supporting because I feel like that's Paul Schneider's movie. Yeah. We, I see a world in which this could have happened because we give like the young ingenue, the the best supporting actress Oh, yeah. She comes up for me in later. Okay. But I just think she was really hitting the like nepotism baby prestige movie indie yeah. circuit for sure i see a world in which all the real girls was an oscar movie yeah. because in so many ways it is it's really beautiful it's such a throwback to like 70s the quiet talkies the quiet talkies of the 70s 
mm-hmm. and you know it does like dip into sort of identifiable indie tropes in some scenes but overall it really is like such a beautiful thoughtful movie about falling in love with someone and you know those moods that you get in where you're like i just want to watch two cute people be sweet on each other yeah you know those and it's really well done david gordon green was 27 when he He was yeah i was reading some reviews at the time when they were like how does this kid know what heartbreak feels like this bad? Well, because most people experience heartbreak yeah. by that point. You it's know? like a perfect time capsule of like... Yeah, I read period. he was like, I felt obligated to make this movie while I'm still young and while I still know what this feels like. And it's so clear that he knows. I don't understand why this movie isn't more... Why I've never seen... Like, this is such a Zoe movie. Yeah. It's like scary that I've never seen this. Yeah. Including the cast... Yeah. Including the fact that it's David Gordon Green. Like, this time period it came... I, you know what I think it is? The DVD box <laughs> cover made it look, like, sinister or, like, yeah. sad or, like... It did, yeah. My other... My fourth choice is Anna Faris in Lost in Translation. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Playing Cameron Diaz, question mark? Whoa, that is the rumor. you're going there. I just think this is like a star-making turn. Yeah. Even though Scary Movie, she blasted onto the scene. Yeah. But this one, I feel like she's pitch perfect in this movie. Okay, my fifth choice. Wait, did you go yet? No, go okay. ahead. Demi Moore and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Whoa. I'm sorry, it's an Oscar role. Yeah. I agree. This when is I one was... of the best villains in cinematic history. She Fucking is... fight me. Yeah, she is luxuriating in that role. Her in her bra and underwear wearing that fur coat. Yahtzee! Screaming. Screaming, crying. You will, could never, ever, ever tell me that that franchise is not incredible. I mean, I don't even want to talk about yeah. it. Okay. That's my five. Okay. Who do you have as winning? Holly Hunter. Okay, interesting. That's a tough gig. And I know we don't reward them for their tough gigs, Leonardo DiCaprio, The Revenant. But I just mean, like, that was a heavy lift. Yeah, for sure. So I have Shoray as well. She has one of the most incredible voices. Voices I've She's ever so heard in my life. Stunning. I'm going to have Patty Clarkson for all the real girls mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of one of her thousand other roles that year it's like very much a supporting performance she has like three key scenes and she's just effervescent in them Mm -hmm. i mean why doesn't she have one i feel like she's gonna have like a jennifer coolidge like gene smart she's one of our best like michelle yo where in like four years we'll be like why doesn't she have one of these she has this one scene where she's talking about the men in her life and it's just like perfection in a way only patty could do both loving and damning yeah it's great um i have christina ricci in monster okay speak about it so i did watch monster okay whoa she is heartbreaking in this movie Mm -hmm. charlize is obviously the holy shit factor of this movie but she could not have done it without christina ricci as her supporting actress. Oh, I love this. You fully buy how she gets swept into it and then sort of 
turns her in basically in the end i have emma thompson in love actually okay it is one of her best performances that is truly in a not very good movie the Joni mitchell of it all that scene is devastating so devastating i cr- like i tear up every time yeah. the the way that she's able to portray the strength of motherhood of like letting herself feel what she ne- what she needs to feel and how she feels but only for a moment and then like has to get herself back together i feel like maybe this scene is why i don't want children <laughs> Because you're going through it. Your husband's a dog. He's a dirty dog. And then you have to like still be like, okay, who's ready for Christmas? Yeah. I don't have that in me. Devastating. Yeah. And she is just perfection in it. And I love her so much. I also love her with Alan Rickman. Yeah, me too. So she is actually my winner. Um, And then my fifth choice is Lucy Liu in Kill Bill Volume (gasps) 1. whoa yeah okay yes because fuck quentin tarantino and his fetish directing but she's there are a few performances in this movie that are fucking amazing and silly rabbit she's so good an icon she absolutely is talk about a great year charlie's angel is full throttle and kill bill volume one amazing this girl kicks tush yeah should we do some screenplays? Best original screenplay, Lost in Translation, Sofia Coppola. The Barbarian Invasions by Dennis Arcand. Dirty Pretty Things, Stephen Knight. Finding Nemo, Andrew Stanton, etc. <laughs> in America, Jim, Naomi, and Kristen Sheridan. Okay. Family Affair. I guess so. I would keep one of those. So, Sofia famously wins... Yeah. She's the first American woman to ever win this category. That's absolutely insane. This is the 75th Academy Awards. She's only the third woman ever to win this. That's so insane. And she, in a little fun twist, is the second third generation winner. Love that. Never heard of the Barbarian Invasions. I do apologize. Yeah, I mean, I had, but like... A lot of this... That's one of those... I know what it is in my in my encyclopedia, okay. but I don't actually know what it is. Okay. A, a big part of this podcast is like, if I don't remember what it is, should it have been nominated? Right. I agree. Do you know I, what I mean? Like, I do think there are some really strong choices in this category. Dirty Pretty Things is a movie that I guess we have forgotten exists, but is that just me? I remember it based off of its bait-and-switch poster. Where you think it's, it's like an a, Audrey Tattoo movie? Yeah, it's like Audrey t- Tattoo, Tui Tattoo, Tattoo, hello? Yep. Her bare back look, looking like sultry into the camera. I, this is a Miramax movie, right? Of when course. it's a isn't it a movie about like organ trafficking oh i guess she's backless because she <laughs> has her kidneys stolen i do keep two actually okay also I, we have not even r- brought up the in america of it all i mean but for what it's you know? just like, it's like one of those not a potato movie that's... famine movies <laughs> It's a Jim Sheridan movie. It's, you know, there's like that movie every year. It's 
the uh, what's what was that movie i don't remember i don't remember because it's not memorable there you go um okay so i do keep lost in translation Mm -hmm. and i keep finding nemo me too i do not have lost in translation winning though me either i have also okay i here's the thing i don't like saying this is a shit year for movies because it is a huge year for female directors (laughs) One of the bigger years for female directors that we've seen. So it does feel kind of shitty to say that, even though I did just say that. <laughs> but it's also like, saying. what what does that say? You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. Maybe that we suck. But um, there are, I think it's that the best movies that did come out this year, for the most part, were made by women. For sure. Yeah. So I also have Something's Gotta Give, because one of the great romantic comedy of all time of all time um i have monster original yeah okay we have this conversation (laughs) every week zoe it's a really it's a beautiful script and a lot of it is her narration and it's quietly devastating Mm -hmm. she really gets the tone tone right but my winner here very clear winner for me, School of Rock. I think one of the great scripts of all time. Mm-hmm. Mike White is a genius. We mm-hmm. know this. We knew this. We did knew. We did knew. We this. did knew this. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. I think it speaks for itself. Okay, I had Lost in Translation. I had Finding Nemo. I had Something's Got to Give. Okay. I had School of Rock. Uh huh. I. And my winner is the station agent. Interesting. Talk about quietly devastating. Yeah. Like, it's a comedy, but there's a lot going on for such a quiet movie. Right. And I just really liked it. It's a good movie. I had a real hard time with Adapted Screenplay. Adapted was... I have Freaky Friday for Adapted, okay? (laughs) Like, this... (laughs) We are pulling teeth. Yeah. So the winner was Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Um, We also had American Splendor, City of God, Mystic River, and Sea (laughs) Biscuit. Like, this is what we're dealing with here. So I kept American Splendor. I'm going to throw in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Because this was a (laughs) huge. This is a huge movie for me. I've seen it so many times. To be able to adapt a ride, <laughs> it's like, they did a pretty great job. Um, okay, but as someone who loved that ride at, as a kid... Never been on it. The story was already there. <laughs> okay, but, you know, I think they did... I don't know. Grasping at straws yeah. here. Um my win I and I ha- only have three nominees because I could, literally yeah. could not come up with them. My winner is in the cut. Whoa. Okay, that's huge. Yeah, because I do not, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't think you would. Okay, in the cut is <laughs> let's go pull up a jam. Is a I just want to also point out whenever anyone says in the cut, all I I only hear it in Seth Rogen's voice from Knocked Up when he's talking about like 
when you see boobs in movies and he's yeah. like in the cut 12 minutes in she's fucking naked that whole movie like yeah. that's the only voice i hear that that in. was also my introduction yeah. to that movie it is also an incredibly graphic term in the in how it's meant here how does it mean Okay, so I I read in very quick succession, read the book and watched the movie. The book is exquisitely written. It is, and I, what I appreciate about it, as a and about this, <laughs> about uh, apt about this story, is that it is truly provocative, not in a provocative for pro- being provocative sake, but it is truly pushing mm-hmm. the boundary. This woman is an incredible writer. She really puts you in such an uncomfortable place that you understand why this woman is like sexually aroused by this very upsetting situation. She does an incredible job. It's like, whoa. My one issue with the movie is that it feels rushed. Like some of the scenes are like direct pulls from the book. And you don't actually really get to hear and sit in the dialogue. But the dialogue is incredible. Would this have been a miniseries if it was made today? I don't think so because it's such a it's such a small book. Okay, Like pretty much everything in the movie is in the book. This movie to me and this story is one of the best depictions of female dread whoa i feel like i've ever seen like it made me feel deeply like it it tapped into my most primal but like mundane fears that i feel every day whoa and it's one of the best expressions of that i've seen okay it's like deeply rotten this movie the danger truly around every corner Mm -hmm. whether it's realized or just or just a feeling feeling is like ooh yeah okay it's, yeah it's not a fun watch in any way it's deeply uncomfortable but i think it is a perfect adaptation like it it gets across the feeling of the book which is huge yeah well <laughs> i had charlie's angels too <laughs> Okay, add that to my list, obviously. Um, I mean, for... for Give us the rings. I mean, for that alone. For that alone. Uh, I kept Lord of the Rings and American Splendor. I also had Whale Rider. Oh, I would add Whale Rider. Is that, is that adapted? It's from a book, I think. Okay, I would add that, too. Sorry. So there's my five. Um, who's your winner? I mean, I don't fucking know. Whale Rider. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what I mean, because we are like, this is such a shit year for movies, but I think it's because the movies that were celebrated were shit, but there was a lot of really great movies made by women that yeah. came out this year. You have Sofia Coppola, you have Patty Jenkins, you I have Jane even... Campion, you have Nancy Myers, you have Nikki Caro. Like, you don't even see Patty Jenkins in the audience. She's, she was not, not there. there. Like, that's crazy. Sorry, if you want to make a really upsetting movie about a deeply traumatic, traumatized person, 
You nominate Monster rather than Mystic River because Monster is so respectfully dealt with and so thoughtful. Like, you could never say that Clint Eastwood is a thoughtful person. (laughs) Or respectful. (laughs) Or respectful. But this is such a deeply, deeply thoughtful depiction of a very complicated person. Okay, should we do actor? Best actor in a leading role. So this went to... Sean Penn and Mystic River. We also have Johnny Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> ben Kingsley for House of Sand and Fog. Jude Law for Cold Mountain. And Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. What a, like, who's who of who's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, three out of five are known assholes for sure. Famously. So what's your best actor field looking like? Do you have a clear winner? I keep... Sean Peen. Okay. Because unfortunately, I do think he's one of them. That's best my daughter in there! <laughs> I throw in Chiwetel Ejiofor for Dirty Pretty Things. He carries the whole film. It's one of those roles that's like he has five moving parts mm-hmm. that his character is like trying not to collapse. Oh, shit. We, we've talked about this before, how like they don't recognize the younger men. Like, yes. Adrian Brody being the youngest it's crazy of all time and he's 29 like, yeah but this is like a young ingenue right like a male ingenue yeah okay i love that even though the movie sounds horrific it's yikes a doodle daisy yeah. jack black school of rock 1000 percent. peter dinklage the station agent mm-hmm. a star was born yep and christian bale for laurel canyon whoa can we just say can we talk about laurel canyon for 45 minutes i fucking loved that movie okay like it is such a good vibe it's a vibe that's a movie i will rewatch many many times yeah and it also has one of the horniest okay you guys i have ever seen i need everyone listening to this i literally right now mary and i have we've seen hundreds of movies together yeah this is the one time i've been like Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the female gaze. I loved this I'm sweaty movie. right now thinking. Okay. <laughs> but like what I love about this podcast is that every year that we've watched, there's been like a delightful surprise. Last year it was Far From Heaven. Totally, yes. This year it was Laurel Canyon. Yeah. And it's not necessarily an Oscar movie, but it's like... It's solid. It's so fucking solid. One of my favorite LA movies I've seen. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's also like a prickly story. It's where a little like, prickly. Ooh, what's going to happen it's horny here? as hell. Okay, so oh. picture this. <laughs> Francis McDormand being the hottest bitch you've ever met. Christian Bale has never looked better. This is the Truly. one time I've ever been like, wait, is he hot? Yeah. Because I've always understood that he's like very striking. But this is the first time I've been like, oh, you're like hot. Natasha McElroy in this movie. Truly so gorgeous. The two of them are. She's a mixture of Meryl Streep and Mogkinomic. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah absolutely yeah lisa cholodenko fucking gets it like you guys you have to watch this movie (laughs) this is a you get back from the beach you're all like kind of sun exhausted and you want to stay in for the night it's like 6 p.m and you're ordering tacos you put on laurel canyon and you have the perfect fucking night um okay who's your winner peter dinklage okay i also have peter dinklage i'm gonna i will keep sean penn just because 
this is crazy to say because it's such an upsetting movie, but he's like very entertaining in it. Mm-hmm. I do think his best role is Spicoli, who will never beat that. <laughs> but he, I get the nomination. I will keep Bill Murray. I will keep Johnny Depp because this is a very formative role for me. Very formative a movie. Lot for a lot of people. Like it felt new to me at mm-hmm. the time. And I think he did it perfectly. Yeah. I think this is where the <laughs> wheels fall off for me for him. He's a good actor. Yeah. And then this, this is the end. I just can't. <laughs> the ramifications of this, this diverts, creates a new path in yeah. our world, in our reality that You're I right. just, dis- this is like the invention of Facebook. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> 1000% get that. Yeah. My very clear winner because it is one of the great roles of our time, is Jack Black in School of Rock. And no one else could have no, played this No, well, it was part. written for him. It's the so amount, good. It, it's a pem. It's a pem. This is a pem. It's a fucking pem. And Jack Black is absolutely delightful. It's one of our great comedic, warm performances okay and you know what i noticed as an adult watching this he's kind with these kids because he is these kids yeah dewey is this kid who like needed someone to be like yeah are you okay it's a it's like a deceptively very smart yes movie like when he's talking about the gold stars and like well that's stupid yeah it's like it's like he never got them yeah it's a damning portrayal of our school system and like what we think is worthwhile to teach children and like what is success what is yeah what does success look like how do you set a child up for success it's i mean i fucking love this movie so much very clear winner to me i think he's one of our greatest gifts listen i spent a hundred dollars on a tenacious d shirt (laughs) three weeks ago like you don't have to tell you don't have okay best actress Best Actress nominated Charlize Theron, Monster, Keisha Castle-Hughes, Whale Rider, Diane Keaton, Something's Gotta Give as Erica Berry, Samantha Morton in in America, and our Naomi Watts, 21 Grams. Okay, I do think it's very obvious that Charlize wins. Actress meets role. Actress meets fucking role. Seriously. Seriously. I, I really don't think anyone else could have done it. Mm-mm. I have two pages of notes on just the movie 21 Grams. Oh, yeah. My quote for when we were about to watch 21 Grams was, this shit's not going to touch me. I won't let it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I remember watching this and being really upset. So maybe we have like the fast forward button. And Mary's like, I'm Teflon, (laughs) bitch. Okay, you know a movie is dark if Charlotte Gainsbourg is having a gynecological exam. is introduced in stirrups okay oh absolutely i was filled with rage watching this movie i've literally written what is the point of movies like this yeah like who is this for what are we doing what are you trying to say this is the movie that actors like actors are sitting around having a cigarette and they're like it's about the work yeah they all talk about (laughs) it like the work You've just got to do the work. And yeah. it's like, meanwhile, Naomi Watts is having like a nervous breakdown. Naked. And it's like, who is this? What are we doing? Yeah. 
It's one of those also has like three timelines going. It represents everything I, every trope I hate in movies. And you know that Naomi Watts is going through it because now she's in this timeline. She's wearing a smudged eyeliner. Yeah. So she must be breaking down. Yeah. Charlize is the clear winner for me. I keep Diane Keaton because queen of my heart. Incredible. I'm going to add a few. I'm going to add Uma Thurman in Kill Bill Volume 1. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add Scarlett Johansson in Lost in Translation. So we just did a double take. Again, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And even I'm like, okay, interesting. And you know why? I have a scene in my head. What? There is a scene in this movie oh my God. that perfectly encapsulates how I feel as a depressed, anxious woman. And it cut me to my core. Okay. I mean, if it's the same If it's scene, the same one, I'm freaking out. It's the scene where she calls her friend. Yes! <laughs> okay. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. She was, Mary, yeah. you have pen all over you. You're covered in ink, babe. Did I get on the couch? No, it's okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay, yeah. The scene where she calls her friend and she's like, I was walking around this temple and the monks were chanting and I didn't feel anything. And she starts to cry. And I was just like, this says so much in so little and she performs it perfectly. Okay, my part part of the scene that breaks me is when her friend can't really talk right now. Oh, yeah. And she wipes the tear away. She's like, yeah, no, call me later. It's okay. And then she just, like, abruptly hangs up. Like, she basically hangs up on her friend because she's about to burst. Yeah. That is the part for me where oh, I'm, like... Oh, for me, it's the part where she's, like, I was... The the idea of trying to, to have a fulfilling experience and not being able to actually connect to it because of what you're feeling or, like, just being, like, a depressed person absolutely killed me okay but but that's really funny because my thing is like you feel too much you have to go (laughs) but i mean that's also part of it yeah okay that's i love it's i knew that was gonna be the same scene an incredible it's the best scene in the movie okay amazing it is like without that scene the movie would not have an emotional weight they also shoot just half it's like in profile okay is that wait did you give us the um, five? and then my last is zoe de chanel in all the real curls because it is technically paul schneider's movie but she i th- feel like it's a co-lead situation who do you have i had shelly's obviously i had uma patricia clarkson for the station agent okay absolutely crush me kate hudson how to lose a guy in 10 days i fucking love that it's her second best role and I throw this on because for justice for last year, as the as the Academy is wont to do. What do you mean? Justin? I mean two years ago for Almost Famous. Oh sure, okay. And then I had Frances McDormand for Laurel Canyon. Oh, yeah. I don't have Diane. That's, Maybe I'd swap Kate for Diane. That's. I'm sorry. That's sh- crazy for you. Best director. We have Peter Jackson for Return of the King, Fernando Murray for City of God. I assume I'm doing, I think it's Murray. Sofia Coppola for Lost in Translation, Peter Weir for Master and Commander, and Clint Eastwood for Mystic River. Huge for the Australasian community. We've got Peter Jackson and Peter Weir. Um, don't have either of them. <laughs> 
Peta Wit makes some good shit, though. I'm sorry. Oh, for sure. This is not one of them, though. <laughs> this is... Okay, so my introduction to Master and Commander, my frame of reference for it is the New Year's Eve episode of the, in the first season of The O.C. when Marissa <laughs> and Ryan come back to the Cohen's house from a date, and she's in this gorgeous Chanel jacket. And she was like, I think I could have done without the three-hour movie of Russell Crowe on a boat. He's like, <laughs> I love Russell Crowe. And then it's where she says she loves him and he says thank you. And it's like one of the most iconic episodes of The O.C. Also, we must note 2003, the year The O.C. started and thus my life began. Um, who do you have here? I have Nikki Caro, well Rider. Mm-hmm. I do have Peter Jackson for Lord of the Rings. Okay. I have Patty Jenkins for Monster. Mm-hmm. I have Richard Linklater, School of Rock. Yep. And Christopher Guest for A Mighty Wind. So you don't have Sophia. I do not have Sophia Coppola. Can you ex- can you explain? No. Okay. I have thoughts. They've not been gathered. Okay. Do you know enough. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, also, I don't love that Scarlett Johansson is 19 as yeah. she filmed this. That's really neither here nor there. It just... It's it's present for me. Mm. Who's your winner? Patty Jenkins for Monster. Mm. Because that could have went real south. Who do you have? So I did keep Sophia. I have Richard Linklater for School of Rock. Mm-hmm. I have Patty Jenkins for Monster. I have Nancy Myers for Something's Gotta Give. And I have Jane Campion for In the Cut. Mary loved this movie. I don't know. I didn't love it, but I have a lot of respect for it. I think it's more, for me, a structural significance, the directing and the writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Though I do agree with Kevin Bacon. That was absolutely horrific. When they're in the diner, it's... We haven't talked about identity. Bro. (laughs) Timmy? If you've never no, seen the Timmy, film, no, Timmy, no. You've never seen the film Identity. If you want to have a gas, go see I- watch Identity. A whale of a time, An absolute whale of a time. Um, I think I have Patty Jenkins as my winner as well. How did she not? She didn't make a movie till Wonder Woman. Since Monster, yeah, yeah, because she got stuck in like TV land. She's a prolific TV director. I just, it's because she got no flowers for this movie which makes no which is sense crazy. to me because it's she's not even there yeah it doesn't make any sense because it's like yes charlie's is the the oh, north star of the movie but i love how she framed it around her relationship with this woman that is the meat of the movie rather than her trauma yeah It's definitely part of it, and it's everything she does is because of it, but it's not what you see most of the time. Interesting. So, nominated for Best Picture, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Lost in Translation, Master and Commander, Mr. Griver Seabiscuit. (laughs) Okay, I just want to also point out Master and Commander, (laughs) Universal, 20th Century Fox, and Miramax on the one (sighs) docket. That does not happen anymore. I don't. Uh, I keep Lost in Translation. I keep Return of the King. I add Whale Rider. Okay. I add Laurel Canyon. And my winner is The Station Agent. 
Interesting. Okay. It's just like, I see a world where this could happen. People like this movie. Yeah. Not everyone, like, remembers it well, but when you bring up the station agent, people are like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. I think it's... It is small. It's teeny tiny. Yeah. I feel like it's a movie more remembered for its performances. The station agent is my protest against 21 Grams. Uh, the the sure. 21 Grams of it all, I dissent. Yeah. And I choose the station agent. Thank you. I, I hear that. Okay. I have... I keep lost in translation. I add... Something's gotta give. Mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. Um, I do have In the Cut written here, but I'm teetering between that and Whale Rider. Mm -hmm. I just think Whale Rider is T to B, a whole package. Yeah. My, My winner, though, School of Rock. I do see a world in which that happened. If Paramount took this movie seriously... And didn't think of it as a kid's movie. It would have... Because everyone loves this movie. It is... It's a four quadrant. It's a four quadrant. It's a PEM. It means so much to so many people. It's exactly what you want from an Oscar winner. It's like, just because it's about children doesn't mean it's small, you know? It is a bit like a studio movie. All the elements are perfect. It's a perfect combo of like Mike White writing... Jack Black starring Richard Linklater directing. I think there's a sad history of not seeing the quality in movies that are meant to include children. Like, you don't see The Goonies. You don't see Stand By Me. These movies being honored when movies about children have so much to say. E.T.? E.T. is like the one movie that has ever been like respected in that way. Stories that take kids seriously and their lives and feelings seriously. It's about like how we teach children. It's a movie about teaching. I just think it's like such a special movie. What were your favorite red carpet moments? Okay. There were a few. My favorite, potentially controversial... Jen Garner and Valentino Couture because in certain photos it's too extreme and in certain photos it's exquisite it's like a apricot sherbet it's not quite sherbet but it's like an apricot gold toned yes dress with this like more fiery version of that color look at this girl's look a drape she is effervescent she is absolutely beaming dress meets girl Dress meets woman. I also loved Renee. I thought she looked exquisite. She's so beautiful. Okay, my best dressed. This is a Patricia Clarkson appreciation hour. Yeah. Look at that smirk. Yeah, I mean, Patty looks amazing. She's in like a gold. How would you describe There were that? a lot of like nude gold dresses. A I'm nude sorry. Illusion. I do hate Charlize Theron's, Charlize Theron's look. For such a beautiful woman, it's such a drab color i love i think she's like sexy charlie's yeah i did not care for uma thurman it just looks like les miserables to me yeah meets carmen i think it might be lacroix i don't know 
Lacroix can kind of go both ways. Um, and I also did love, this is such a plot twist for me because I've never said this. I loved Hillary Swank's dress. Interesting. It, it's like gorgeous, gorgeous gold. I was like, oh, this is actually an exquisite dress. If if Charlize had worn that dress, okay, that would that. have been my best dress, you know? Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson wearing a dress that does not fit it her. It is so unfortunate. It is the ugliest color, the ugliest fabric, the it's, ugliest cut. It's too big for her. I, I mean, her hair is if it's bad. not Dolce & Gabbana, I'll give you 100 bucks. Like, I trust you. Um, this is also the year of the iconic angelina jolie white halter there were a lot of dresses that when the women walked out on stage i was like (gasps) like for for, like live tyler Mm -hmm. and i would say that about Catherine zeta jones too and then angelina jolie i was like whoa but then in like still photographs these dresses don't quite work but in motion they do Best dress for me is Naomi Watts wearing Heath Ledger. <laughs> Absolutely. They look so cute together. They do. Who was your how did this get laid? I'll tell you who's disgusting. Billy Bush. Oh. Rotten. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if I really have one. For me, it's not like a it's not coming from a place of disgust. It's just like I've never understood the Orlando Bloom thing. You're either legerless or Aragon. I, I have grown and into I, an Aragon. I mean, but I just like personally, like I had friends who were obsessed with Orlando Bloom, and I just like never quite got it. Also, and I scream this from the rooftops, Ned Kelly, huge for yeah. me. I mean, this was a big year for Orlando. He looks great in Ned Kelly. Okay, I have a very, very clear one of the biggest. Excuse me, who the fuck is that of my life? Kira Knightley. Yeah. Huge for me. The one-two punch of Bend It Like Beckham and Pirates of the Caribbean. I was like, who the fuck is this? This is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. She was like absolutely represented early 2000s unattainable body. It was like her and Misha Barton. But like I was obsessed with her. Okay. And also Love Actually. And Love Actually. Triple like her looking at at the photos and saying, they're all of me. Uh, okay yeah a triple whammy not a double okay who is who's yours listen i don't have anyone that i was like oh on the scene wait do you know who it was it was sean austin oh because of lord of the rings Rings because i was such a goonie head yeah goonies was like like mikey was my one true love for most of my childhood and then when i realized that he was samwise gamgee yeah huge so cute i love that but i guess not this year because this is the third movie he was in so but i feel like it's his biggest role i know this is like not interesting to anyone but me maybe but the song that was nominated from a mighty wind a kiss at the end of the rainbow so good written by michael mckean and his wife annette o'toole obsessed that's like so cute to me when Catherine o'hara and eugene levy perform that song at the oscars they are not credited they're credited as their characters they're like fully in character i think the highlight of the ceremony for me was every time they cut to the hobbits (laughs) (laughs) all sitting together they're all sitting together and elijah wood is having the time of his life yeah it was very sweet because every single time like assistant editor post-production one they'd be like yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah 
They're like, we're going to have so much fun later. Pictures of them on the red carpet. You can tell that they all are friends. They all have matching tattoos. Which is so cute. Everyone in Lord of the Rings. Maybe not Liv, but like the fellowship of the titular ring. The matching tattoos of the Lord of the Rings cast. Oh my god. The internet is an insane place. If it wasn't Star Wars or Harry Potter, you might be one of the kids who were convinced that they were from Middle Earth. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is one of those things that just keeps us young feeling 15 forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, wait. Okay. Viggo Mortensen revealed we all got the same tattoo, the word nine in Elvish, because that's what we are, nine. Even Ian McKellen has it. I'm so glad we will be done with this trilogy (laughs) after this week um yeah this year we may need to dig into our ruminate on our this is a shit year but it's also the year that the most women we would nominate and we might need to celebrating but we might need to look at ourselves for that (laughs) um i think the academy had a shit year Overall, it wasn't an embarrassment of riches like we find some years. Yeah. But the best movies made, for the most part, were made by women. Yeah. And it's ridiculous that Sofia Coppola was the only one nominated out of all of them. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Well, I'm really looking forward to next week. We deserve legal compensation for 21 grams. Absolutely. But overall, we found some gems. Stay safe, be well. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.